Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Our Take on Hollyoaks. My name is Jonathan, and I am your host for the day. And joining me, we have our resident. Honestly, she's becoming as much of a podcaster as I am sometimes. Uh, <laughs> Tony Ann. Hey, Tony. Hey. How are you? Pretty good. Is this my first time on Our Take Hollyoaks? No. Can't be. It can't be. <laughs> I don't know. You're the one that li- like the historian here, so I feel like you would you would know. I feel like it might be. I don't think so, but maybe. But maybe. You know what? Either way, I'm happy to have you on. Um, I'm happy to be here. It's it's uh, we've got some interesting stuff to talk about. It was a lighter week here in the uh, Chester soap, but you know what? We've got some uh, cool content to talk about. We got a new trailer. Um, we've got a little bit of news and the start of the the year. So what do you say? You want to just dive right in? Let's go. Okay. So first up, um, I didn't put this in the outline, but when I was thinking about it, a little piece of news did break and I think it's important we talk about it. And that's that Jeremy Edwards, uh, came out and said that he will not be returning to the soap as Kurt Benson after, the wording he used, the the judgment he received online, but basically due to the Twitter trolls and the reaction he was getting on Instagram and Facebook and various social media platforms, he's just decided, you know what, for his mental health, he's not going to come back to another stint, even though he was asked back. What did you think of Kurt's story, um, considering you didn't see him outside of maybe a couple favorite episodes um, the first time around? And are you you sad that he's not returning? Um, honestly, no. Um, I didn't really feel that attached to his character. And I kind of feel the way that Ashley did, like it served no purpose. Um, there were a couple moments that I liked, like, I kind of liked that Kurt was the one that kind of made Tony realize that something is not right in terms of his dad, but beyond that, the whole Ponzi scheme or whatever he was doing, like, I didn't really care. I didn't really understand it. It didn't really feel like it made sense. It was definitely not something you could tell that was the original plan. So I'm okay if we don't see, see Kurt again. I think it was the original plan. I think they just maybe missed some of the 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 middle portion of the story. You think they shortened it? Yeah. I think it was very shortened from what the initial plan was. Um I think the beginning and end probably were the same, but like the guts of the middle is what I think probably got destroyed by COVID. And that's not And an the beginning and the end is the only thing that I liked. The guts is where they lost me. I I think so too. Uh, the end for me was fine, but it set up, you know, a story with who was on the other line that I don't think we're ever going to get now. And I'm kind of sad for that. Um, I'm, I'm mostly sad that, you know, we're not going to, I guess, get the, the real payoff of the back from the dead because um, none of his family know um, none of his family got to interact Um one of the th- theories or thoughts that I was talking about on um, one of the Discord channels um, that I'm in, uh, hosted by Sam, uh, was talking about, like, what what if this was a way to bring in a new generation of Vincents onto the show and kind of have it, you know, echo, like, the original series with him and his sister? What if, we, what if Kurt, during all this hiatus, you know, that's a missed opportunity to not have some kids spring out of the woodwork, right? Like, there's just so much they could have done, and there's just it wasn't it wasn't there this time. And, and while I I wasn't a fan of him, I don't agree with some of the things and the way people were speaking to him online. Like, oh, that is a hundred percent not okay. That's, there's never a good time to at somebody if you don't like them. If you don't, just scroll on. Like, that's fine. I keep my opinions right to myself, and I just move on because, you know, that's the right thing to do. But (laughs) one of the tweets that came out right before he announced it, 
and it's it's deleted now but it was something along the lines of hey uh can you <laughs> explain to me why uh kurt ate jambo and somebody else because he's like super fat now or it's jambo and silas because he's super fat now and i was like jesus christ jeremy edwards does not look bad like, no he doesn't all. i mean and people are like abusive towards this man and it's just disheartening it sure. is i mean you guys scared him away from a paycheck <laughs> during covid like i mean like it's it's part, crazy but and it's part of me is also like i feel like if you're an actor you should kind of have a thicker skin and should know that you should just ignore the trolls but i also know that it's really hard when they're being that cruel it's something where well that's what you, we see a lot with kieran richardson right like people are awful to him for the character of Stee, right and the things that they say in the way they treat him is not acceptable at all but we'll see when it gets too much for him he's like you know what i need to just avoid social media and he'll deactivate his account and i just i'm curious because i really feel like especially with everything that went on with stephanie davis like there i don't know for a fact but i want to believe that there is outlets and there's help at channel four and at line productions for these actors and that they can go to and that they're, you know, taking care of their actors and giving them outlets and resources when they go in and be like, hey, when people are the scum of the Internet, because they are. This is what to do. This is who you can reach out to. We're here for you, blah, blah, blah. And I, I feel like they are, you know, or I, want I would hope so. Are, but I, I think they have that. And I'm just hoping that he doesn't let this bring him down. I'm. I'm good if he doesn't return. I'm not going to lie, but I do feel bad for him that the reason that he's not returning isn't because it's his choice, but because it's his choice because that he was forced health. into. Correct. You know, like that's that just doesn't sit well with me because online bullies are just the awful. worst. The worst. Now, do, do you think I know you said that that recasting is not something that Hollyoaks does. There's not a need to recast Kurt Benson. But would they if they wanted to tell a story? No. They just wouldn't tell the story. They would just take that story and give it to somebody else. Like, that's 100% if they're going to do something, what they would do. They're not going to recast Kurt at this point. I, I There's no, there's not a need. Like, Ollie was different. Ollie got recast yeah. because it was in the of midst the flash of the forward. story and it was a flash forward and they, they wrote themselves into a corner. I really believe had Ollie not been in the flash forward, we wouldn't have seen Ollie again. And Do you think did, that Ollie will years. stick around now that yes. the flash forward is over? Yes. He's there. They've already recast. Like, that's fine. Like, once you've recast and you're there, like fine they'll serve a purpose and they'll keep going but i don't think like an initial recast like we were talking about um last week with potentially recasting um imran adams and bringing on a new mitchell like yeah they could but it'll be a while if they do it and there has to be like a a, a very like i i'm it's so rare for alex to do it that i just i would be surprised if they wasted it on Kurt, especially considering how iconic that character is to the old viewers, and that's really the only reason to have him on, you know? It's, it, I just, I don't see that happening. But I'm surprised, given how iconic the character of Kurt was and is, that he wasn't more well-received. But that honestly was due to the story, right? Like, yeah. What what was there to pe for people to engage with? You know, like it was not firing on all cylinders, in my opinion. Um, it was something that you know, it was like a C plot that they just kind of played out for a few weeks, and now like that's it. It didn't change anything, didn't affect anything. It just kind of was there. And I the think only it thing it affected was Darren and Mandy. Exactly, but even then, not really. Like, not not really at all. It affected them kind of for the episodes that they were on, but then like afterwards, like I I think they should be struggling a lot more, and we should be seeing that a lot more. But 
Like they they seem to be able to rebound back pretty pretty okay. Do you disagree? No, no, you're not wrong. <laughs> like it's like there was this outline of a story, and there's a fun thing that they could have done, and it's just like I no, they didn't they didn't go there. That's yeah, it's, they it's pivoted away even, from it. Yeah, it's not even a factor anymore. So whatever, I, my heart goes out to Jeremy Edwards. Uh, we're wishing you the best, and we'll see what happens. But don't don't hurry back anytime soon. It's okay. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about this New Year's trailer. So I think you agree with me. This is a much more subtle trailer. I think the real purpose yeah. of it, though, was to announce and promote the fact that they're going back to five days a week. That yes. was the purpose of this trailer. It wasn't meant to be, oh, my God, let's get on the hype train. Let's let's see people die and be like shocked and crazy. It's it, it's setting up some some story points. Which we're about to talk about, but it's mostly um, discussing the fact that um, the shows they're going, going back, back to five, five days, days, right? Starting next week. And now, why did they delay the the reveal of this trailer? Because it was originally supposed to come out one day, and then it yeah. came out a day later. Because Boris Johnson uh, made his lockdown announcement. That oh, day. okay. So they were the trailer was going to be um, released. And then Boris announced that, hey, he was doing a press conference and nobody knew what the, you know, lockdown was going to entail. Would they still be able to film? Would they still be able to work? Would they still be able to do everything? You know, so they didn't want to announce they were going back to five days. If in fact, they didn't know that they were correct. It is at least the the argument I'm giving, um, because let's let's be real that. That seemed like the biggest point of it. Like, yes, they had announced the five days was coming already on social media and, and around. But when you're doing such a huge promo campaign. Yeah. Because they've got, as you saw, like there's a lot of like going on with each day and being a huge thing. Like, to yeah, do it that, was the, it was the stickiest promo they've ever done. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was Friday. Yo. Um, so. All right, let's let's talk about the trailer though. All right, so I'm going to just throw it around here, and we'll we'll get through some of these points pretty fast, and then we'll we'll talk, dive into some of them a little bit more. Um, what is your th- thoughts on I guess the whole uh, Devereaux Dynasty disaster we got going on now? Because we have Toby and uh, is revealed to Felix as being a murderer, but he's not going to kill him because he wants him to give his uh, to donate his organ to Walter, but now Walter's pushing Toby and Cleo, and I, I I'm just ready I for wish the story to <sighs> kick into high gear and just be able to move. Yeah, um, I feel like the momentum on this story left when Mitchell left. Yes, and they're kind of in a holding pattern right now. That one hundred percent agree. And I need them to transition out of it quickly and i need celeste to interact with other people that are not her family yes like i said uh let's get celeste lay 2020 hashtag 2021 yes 2021 whatever i don't know if she need to get laid in 2022 i just i, I need mean she did get laid in 2020 but we more didn't get nearly as much of it as we should have more uh but really like that's the thing celeste needs to start evolving outside that that element, I also want to see Felix and Martine a little bit more. Like yes, I, I love them. I see, that's when I'm back invested in the story. But uh, Toby just takes me out of it. Yeah, he's just—I don't know. It's—I think I'm just over the big bad scenario. We've had so many, yeah. After another, after another, after another, after another, and it's back to back to back. And I'm just kind of like, mainly because I think Felix will kick his ass. Oh, 100%. 100%. I don't buy him as like this big bad when daddy's going to come and like destroy him. Toby is, I mean, granted, Toby has killed Lisa and Toby attacked Felix, but Toby is basically all bark and no bite because the minute he bites, he cries. If you think about it, every time he attacks, he immediately like he doesn't own his darkness. Like once he 
once he does something, it's immediately like he starts weeping and crying and it just completely turns me off. Like, if he could just stay in his anger, I think I could be attached to him more, if that makes sense. Yep. I think that's a perfect, you know, example. So, okay. Let's uh, move on and talk about some more fun stuff. Countdown Drugs. Holy snap. It's still going, and I'm <sighs> still so invested, mainly because of our Sid. I know. And if you had told me that the storyline that I would be the most invested in going into all of 2020 and going into 2021 was a story about drug dealers and I would be rooting for drug dealers I would have told you you were insane I love everything about that like and the fact that gosh they're not going to forget that he's got a fake leg we made fun of it last week but like that's so important and seeing that prosthetic like and his reactions to it all the time, right? Like that missing limb. It's it's so good. It's so good. And I actually trust that Hollyoaks will make that a through line. Sid is not going to become Philip Kyriakis. Thank the Lord. All right. So what did you think of the arrival of or reintroduction of Trish and Maxine's new man? Uh, well, this is my first um, exposure to the character of Trish. Have we seen her so, before now? Trish is a recast. Um, okay. So she wasn't like a main character before, um, but she was played by Paula Wolfenden, I believe, um, back in 2010 through, I think, 2012. Um, just in like this reoccurring um role where she just pop in and out um she's much younger um but they i think knew that they were going to get um this uh actress onto the role so they just kind of re-brought her back because she was joan like this is why i don't think the silas story is over which we'll get to in a little bit um because she's joan blissett's half sister so she's Silas's half sister in law. Okay, so, I remember you mentioned this on the on last week's our take. Yeah, Hollyoaks. So it's going to be interesting to see if there's any you know elements played there. I, I think it'd be weird if they didn't um, have at least a little something some there. But overall, like I'm really excited to see what uh Hollyoaks has in store for the character of Twi- uh, Trish. Um, yeah. I think that it's going to be really interesting to see Denise Welch in the role. She seemed like she's having a lot of fun um, in it. She reminds me of like a young Nana McQueen. Yeah. Um, so like I'm really interested to see what she does there. Um, the new character Brad um, King looks interesting um please don't make him a bad guy i i i don't know i don't want him to be a bad guy either um i think i I get a weird vibe of him off the promo oh me too like honestly if we hadn't already made maxine a whore um i would have definitely thought he would be the one pimping her out um (laughs) just i got those vibes from him but uh i'm really interested to see like how they do the triangle between them and if it's going to be like a full-blown triangle or what's going to be but we just um, saw a mother-daughter triangle with jordan leela and perry i don't really want to go down this road again yeah but this one's with adults i mean true but i just i I don't know yeah no i get you it's going to be interesting to see nevertheless so i'm excited to get down in the dirt there um sienna brody warren and summer is getting heated up. Where did you where did you fall? We talked last week with Ashley and Corian and and got their opinions on Sienna and Brody and Sienna and Warren. Where where does your heart lie? My heart fall? lies with Sienna. I just want Sienna to be happy and I agree. I think Ashley said that the issue with that she had in this story was mainly Brody. And that's my issue too. Brody's lack of faith in her 
is really starting to annoy me. And it's really coming across like she's settling for Brody because she thinks Brody is what she should have. And she's ignoring the obvious issues in their relationship to have the thing that she thinks she needs. But Warren is very clearly who understands her, very clearly what makes her happy. But I think she's afraid that if she's with Warren, she's going to become the person that she was before and she doesn't want to go down that road. Definitely, I could see that. I'm I'm just really loving having Sienna and Warren in their same orbit again. I'm loving, like I said, Brody, he can cry on a dime and my heart will break. Um, I love, I love the new summer. I really do. I kind of do too. And I wasn't character though. Cause right now she's just kind of there. I think she's starting to though, because I told, I totally think that she's sending mm-hmm. that picture to Brody on purpose. Cause did you see the look on her face when she, in the promo, when she was looking at the picture of them, like mm-hmm. she had a look on her face. Do you think that she knows what Brody did to her dad? I don't know. Like, there are times where I definitely get that vibe that she knows a little bit more than she's letting on. So, I wouldn't be surprised, but she also doesn't seem to be, like, plotting revenge of any type. So, But she's definitely taking the opportunity. She might just be kind of biding her time and getting close to try to figure out how to destroy him. And the minute she gets the ammunition which she did in that picture yeah that's that is true that is true we'll just have to tune in and find out um but that brings us to the last major story that we're going to discuss because all the seven deadly sin stuff we're going to discuss when we actually discuss the the stories of the week um but that's what started off on today's C4 and continued into the E4 episode written by our Johnny Larkin. Oh my God, John Paul and George are getting involved in this domestic violence story. I'm here for it. I'm I got to so say, I got to give you props because we were discussing this on Twitter, I think last week or the week before, and I didn't think they were going here. And you 100% saw it coming. Mm-hmm. And He's here we are. Get that ass beat. <laughs> I'm so excited. Not even in a good way. Um, but this coercive, it's they're calling it coercive control, and I think that's so important. Like the dialogue that we're we're gonna get here is so so important. Um, because yes, I did. I saw like the pieces of the puzzle all just falling into place. Like his the way George has been treating him over the year. The little like hints we got about his last relationship, the um, just way that George is when he's around John Paul, like, the body bag manipulation. Exactly. Like I think we're going to have a very good, long-standing story, and I think so. I'm going to talk about today's episode a little bit because we saw in the trailer what um, George did was so brilliant. He manipulated John Paul, treated him like trash, and then made John Paul be the one to touch him first. So what he saw so that what he Mm -hmm. did was reactionary. Exactly. It's I mean, if you hadn't you we just did what blokes do, right? We just got physical. You put your hands on me, I just defended myself. This is what it is. And he made it into something that John Paul is like doing. And it's going to just continue to be little things that he does to just manipulate John Paul to get him further away from the family and destroy him. And I'm so excited for all of it. Cause I, I wonder, though, do you think the I think the emotional abuse and uh, manipulation is almost going to be worse than the physical? Oh, yes. 100%. But also, I think the physical is going to be pretty bad. Like, I think it's he's going to get pretty bad in the end like i think we we've got a while to go but we don't see subjects like this covered in one usa soaps at all but Ever. even in like the uk soaps like same-sex domestic abuse isn't a, a story that's often told and it's so important especially from a man's perspective because again we're told by society you know men don't get abused it's just blokes being blokes, right? 
It's just guys being guys. They, they, you know, they just need to buck up and take it and be able to move on. But that's not the case. And what's happening here is going to be such an important storyline that opens up so much dialogue for people. And I trust Hollyoaks, especially the regime that's on it and the writers that are heavily involved and that have been promoting it on Twitter. Like, they've done the research. They've done the, the effort. And I'm really excited to see. I think this is going to be a story to watch in yeah. uh, 2021 for sure. I agree. And it's going to be interesting, too, because now that John Paul is living at the dog with the rest of the McQueens, do you think his family are going to notice right away? I don't think it's going to be right away at all. I think because I think the next step you see is George is going to get him out of the house. Like he's going to get him locked away where he can control the situation more. And I think you're going to see a situation where maybe he, you know, he has to distance himself from his son, too, because we haven't seen Matthew Jesus COVID, uh, in a while. I was going to um, say that's because of COVID, right? Yep, exactly. But I would be, you know, wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he just sent Matthew Jesus off to go be with Myra and all Teresa's kids and everything else. And we got some just really interesting stories being played out here this is the story that i'm most excited for and next to next to this to the seven deadly sin stuff this was the most excited i was in the promo yeah the seven deadly sin stuff like i was interested um but you know what why why don't we just move on there so let's let's talk about that now right so what in the silas hell like i just what 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 the confrontation now, scenes were really good I, I love them love like one let's start with Mercedes is so smart the way she played her family and yes the way she gave a different man that she was sleeping with to each that was so brilliant oh and my god Walter <laughs> I want Nana so bad to be go up to Walter and be like you were a god a man of the lord like and just and how be like, could what? you and just, walk you? And just walk away <laughs> like you could have had all of this and you got that hmm. and just walk away like i love it i love everything about it i loved everybody's reactions to it uh when she told goldie she slept with grace and she's like i mean i get it like i had like an experience back in college a few times like it it just is what it is you just do it it was and, like, so Mercedes perfect was like can we no can we just talk about me like that's i don't i don't want to know i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear it i don't want to think about it let's talk about me it was the, it was one of the smartest things i've seen mercedes do and i will say coming into 2020 i could not stand mercedes like 2019 did a lot of damage to her for me but throughout this year and now going into 2021, I love her again. She's Mercedes McQueen, bitch. And it's perfect. Uh, I love her so much. Um, but she then, so Seth got a hold of Bobby and then Silas got a hold of Bobby and then Bobby got let loose and... Silas played a game of cat and mouse with Mercedes and that confrontation scene had so much weight into it. And it really like, I hate Silas. He's a creepy, awful old man. And the way he threw her, the loss of her children. In oh, her face, I, I was repulsed by that, but you're supposed to be yes, repulsed by Silas. Exactly. Like he, he did everything the right way. Like this is, the creepy Stefano Damera type, the creepy master manipulator, the creepy like big boss, like he is the baddest. But then to, as soon as I was finished being creeped out, as soon as I was like on the edge of my seat waiting to see what happens next and he was going to murder Mercedes, right? Then Teresa bonks him over the head. And the story did you expect that to, did, did you expect that to be Teresa or did you expect that to be Bobby? Teresa. Yeah, because now they got to start rebuilding her and say it, salvaging her, right? So now she she saved her mercy, so she's she's able to be one of the family. But like, is the story over? Because wasn't there something 
where like Bobby's gonna end up playing chess with his grandfather. Well, I saw that's that's how the this the story ended, right? So Silas gives Bobby a call and he's like, "Hey, you know what? We'll see you again at some point." Blah blah blah. But until then, here's here's an app to download and get good. And it was a chess app, and I guess they're gonna start like playing, and he's gonna start manipulating his his grandchild. That. Which like I don't really years. think he's going to be able to manipulate Bobby. Bobby, this is the same kid who went around terrorizing her, his own mother. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't think he knows what he's getting involved with. But you know what? I, I'm, ex- I'm glad that Silas is still out there. But I need, if he returns again, I need the stakes a little bit higher. Um, also, I'm sorry, I still don't buy Seth's involvement. Like I get it. Like he said that he doesn't talk to. Jason, his brother anymore. He says Mitzi he hasn't talked to in, like, since he was a child. Uh, no, sorry, Mitzi he hasn't talked to in a while. And then Maxine he hasn't seen since she was a child. Like, it, it makes sense that, I guess, the distance is there. Um, but at the same point, like, uh, I can't see him, like, really going all in with Silas. I just... I, I get maybe it's a moment of weakness and whatever. I'm just, uh, I need more. And also I need to know, like, should I be getting invested in Seth? Is Seth going to be sticking around? Or is he just here for this story and then him and Teresa are going to go off into the sunset together? Like, I, I got questions that I need the answers to. And I'll be honest, I'm okay with it if they do go off into the sunset. Well, Teresa's the one queen I'm not attached you. to. I was going to ask you, what's your thoughts on Teresa now that you've kind of seen her. I don't love her. I love Georgie. Like, I do. I really enjoy the actress. But she gives me that, and I said this before, and I still see it. She gives me the Liberty vibes. When Before Liberty went Liberty crazy. Went cr- yeah, exactly. When she was, you know, just that fun character that was over here making songs. Like, that's what I get from Teresa is she's that pinup girl. Right. She's that fun, bubbly blonde who just like is there and she's not smart, but she does things and she's she's a good guy and blah, blah. And I I don't know. I I don't know. I just she put her boyfriend above her family and she did all of this. She extorted money from her own family, which I get like. I don't know. I just it dis- it disconnected me from from this whole thing. Like I just didn't love that part of it. Like I knew that there was going to be somebody who was obviously a mole for the McQueens. I just I didn't want it to be her and knowing it was her, it just made me turned me off to the character. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a story that I'm ready to move on from. Bird. And it started out so interestingly, like with the McQueens getting the like seven, seven, seven texts. I was like, okay, what mm-hmm. the hell's happening here? Like I it did. had such a promising start and then it kind of whimpered to a close. Well, I think it honestly, after the like initial start and I like the way that they did the sins for the, the McQueens and they put them in there. But at point, some of it felt shoehorned. And the fact that they always talked in front of that damn doll and were giving all their secrets out all the time, it's like, you guys are not sh- this way. You guys should be smarter than this. Just a little bit. Just just a little bit. I mean, they. I mean, aren't they known for running scams on the whole town at, exactly. you know, at various points? So how are you this stupid? Exactly. But you know who else is stupid is Joel. Joel oh, God. Bless your heart. Keep it in your damn pants, Father. Please. So, he's now, I guess, breaking up with Goldie again. Which, um, thank you, because I did not like that relationship. I'm, I don't, I don't know. I'm curious to see what they do with Joel going forward. Um, I feel like they're going to try to do Joel and Cleo because they're together in real life and we can actually get romance on the show. Like, yeah, we can do this. But Cleo's got Toby. So, yeah, but if Toby's going to go nuclear, Joe's Joel's probably going to save her from Joel Toby. Gonna, is Joel going to be the one who saves her from the awful tyranny that is Toby? Probably. Let's be real. Um, but you know what? 
I that's it. That's all I got for you. Like it's a story that aired, and I'm fine with it. Like I I like. I not did all feel the something. Involved, but I did feel something when Joel and and Cleo kissed. I was like, okay, I I could be on board with this. Were you expecting Celeste to be the one to have seen them? No. I don't know who I expected. I wasn't expecting Celeste. Um, but I think it works uh, mainly because of the Toby element. Um, it just builds up another layer of information, another part that she's keeping from him for him to snap later. And I'm I'm excited, like I said, for the denouement of that story. So her other story, though, was obviously dealing with Toby and Felix and getting that all ramped up. And I guess, like I said during the trailer discussion, I'm just ready to see. I don't understand why they keep delaying his, Walter's like surgery if it's this life threatening. I think I it's something they have to works. wait for his level, his like levels to level out or something. Like I think if, if they said something like if they did the surgery now, like he would actually be in more danger or something. I know, but come back in six months. I'm like, but what? Like, okay. Like I, I'm not going to say I kind of understand, but medical uh, field, but I'm very just like, I feel uh, like they're doing it for a medical reason. Cause Hollyoaks is not, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but Hollyoaks doesn't seem like this show to do something for plot point of a reason. No, like this, I disagree. This is definitely like this. Why? Why did Walter all of a sudden need a a, a transplant? And okay, why true. did why did Toby have end up being the only one to you know be a match? Like it's very plot driven, and it tells me like, hey, we just want to drag the story out a little bit longer. So it's fine. But I need, but I need Celeste to stop being Toby's savior. She needs to stop protecting him. Yeah. But that's like her family. Like, I get that. That's the only family she knew for the longest time. It's the only one that she had any attachment to. I, I get the dynamic, but she's... I think at this point now, it's almost a detriment to her as a character to make the only thing that she's there for at this point is to be Toby's protector. That's all she is. That's all she's ever been. And she's been on this show almost a year. Yeah. And we still don't have anything for her beyond that. And she deserves more. The actress playing her is amazing. amazing. She's a I'll goddess of... God bless. She's a goddess of a woman who deserves the world and I feel like Hollyoaks is not giving it to her. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I, I'm curious to see, like I said, once this one wraps up, where they do with her. Um, I also feel like I think we're going to try and drag this out to be climax during the All Black episode. I was going to say, is that where this is going? Do we know when that's airing? We know that's this year. It's this year. That's really it. Um, I don't. I'm going to assume it's going to be in February. I think it's no, because that's not their Black History Month. Their Black oh, History okay. Month is October. Oh, please, God, don't drag this till October. And then uh, <laughs> I thought this was for. Um, George Floyd's death. Uh, which was in May. Which was in May. Uh, did you, did you, yeah, no, it's going to be autumn. Huh. Black Takeover is autumn 2021. Oh my God. We have to deal with this story for an entire Maybe. year. Maybe. I mean, Lord we don't know for help sure. us. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see um but you know uh, that's what i got i believe it's supposed to be an hour-long episode too so i'm excited for the episode i just hope that maybe oh wait six months from now holly 
Yep, Hollyoaks will showcase a special hour-long episode entirely written, directed, and performed by the show's black talent. The episode will spotlight our black cast, among whom are the Devros, our well-established three-generational black family who have had some of the year's biggest story, is what was announced when they kicked it off. So, um, do-do-do, I'm trying to see, like, I don't think they gave a date uh, I wonder it. if it's going to be the transplant episode. It could be, like that's uh, it could be. So we'll we'll see. Uh, we got a few more months to to go until that comes, but I'm excited to see. And it just means they've got some long story and they planned it out. That's I think ultimately what I'm happy about. So me we'll, too. We'll just see how it goes. See how it goes. Um, that leads us to the last thing we got to talk about. And that's the fallout of the flash forward New Year's death as Darren, Nancy, and Mandy dealt with and struggled with the revelation that Ella killed Jordan. Okay, I want to kick this off by saying uh, Jordan was nowhere on my list of suspects of who was going to be in the body bag. When it actually was Jordan, I was shocked. Um, but I love the fallout of this. I'm really enjoying the fallout. Um, I think it's a smart way to also give the younger actors who are key roles in this also some time off so they can, if they need to, for school. Um, but who knows what any of that even looks like in the UK right now. Uh, so I don't know if we're going to see more of them, less of them. But either way, I'm excited to see how this plays out because the actress who played Charlie is grown tremendously into the role. The actress that's playing Ella is doing a good job. But what this is doing for the adults and what this sets up for the adults is why I'm so excited. Me too. Mandy won. Okay, so when she was talking to Ella and she was basically listing off Charlie's parents' sins, and I'm like, Mandy, you are not the saint you paint yourself as at all. And had you literally been in Ella's position when you were her age, your dumb ass would be over there be slinging smack too. Let's um, just be real. Do you also buy that she had no idea what they actually want? Like, as Ella was telling her about all this stuff, do you actually buy that she has no idea what any of that is? Yeah, well, I mean, she's dumb. So, yeah. Like, and then, like, realistically, like, she's not been involved that heavily in drugs in the past. I could be wrong. Um, but I don't think she's, like, especially with modern drugs. And the, But I don't think she's as, I don't think Mandy is as dumb as they play her sometimes. Because they, they tend to write her as if she's, like, a smarter Cindy. And she's, they're not the same character. Like in that, my opinion, at all. So it's just kind of weird how they play that off. Um, but what this sets up for the fact that Mandy was lying once Ella finally confessed, she lied straight to Nancy's face. Oh my god, I know. And the fact that she's going to basically let Darren's son go to jail mm-hmm. to protect her daughter that is going to bring so much drama. And that was a twist I did not see coming. Tr- Charlie made his bed. Now he has to lie in it. What? What? I mean, I I, I get it. I get it, but, but like also, that's also yeah. your stepson. And also self defense, lady. Let's get you a good lawyer. She's just been like, all right. Well, come on, Ella, you're coming with me. We're gonna go talk to James real quick. But again, the fact that Jordan was stabbed in the back because they made a point of saying this because Nancy even said it was self defense. The fact that Jordan was stabbed in the back makes it not self-defense she was saving uh charlie so it's defensive another correct like it wasn't uh, i guess it wasn't self-defense but it's still defense like she could still get off and it's not that big a deal but now they're gonna make our charlie like go to real jail i like the scene where they had to tell him and he started crying I was a mess. And then the fight that Darren and Nancy had before they had the conversation with Charlie. 
And then that was juxtaposed with the conversation that Mandy and Ella were having. Like, I don't know, mm-hmm. just something about all of that was just really brilliant for me. The way that Nancy was like literally throwing up the fact that really Darren wasn't around all year. No, because he, he was, was, I mean, he was in from his depression, but still he was not around all year. She left, he left her to deal with his helping his father, helping raise his kids to do everything by herself like he she really and, laid into it rightfully so and charlie's spiral really started after he found out about the affair yep so it all you know like nancy said we all, we weren't we we did not have our eye on the ball at all they all let it off that's why i'm gonna keep saying it till it happens i need Justin Burton back. I need him to come back and just raise holy hell on Nancy and be like, I left you with my son and what the hell did you do? Like you said, like I wasn't going to be a good father for him. Um, Girl, you let him like because of you, he literally got involved in drugs and killed somebody. Calm down. I need it. I okay. and I, I've I, I've had that in my head as I was watching because I know that that's something that you wanted, and I wasn't sure where Justin had wound up. So I had actually yep. asked you he's, if um if he was in jail. Nope, he's not in jail. He's left uh, in the back of a car with Russ, and that was that back years ago. Um, honestly, I think it was over a decade ago now. Um, no, no, it was before 2011. I want to say it was like, dude, it's been a long time. I want to say 29, 2009, 2009 or 2010. Uh, it, it's been a long time. So we can have him back and it'll be fine. I mean, I think the actor is currently, you know, enjoying not being in acting. So it's fine. But still, I would, I would love to have him back. All I'm saying. And then um, switching to the the Juliet side of this, I was a sobbing mess, the Juliet and Perry conversation. Like, uh, I just, I love them. I love that Perry wants to be there for her. I love that Juliet is taking responsibility for what she did. Like, I think the after effects of this story are better than the actual story was. And the story was great. But this next phase, I think, is going to be my favorite part of this whole thing. Mm, It's really good. Like, they've set up some really interesting uh, stories that they get to play with her. Um, I'm curious how she's going to handle being in jail. Um, I'm curious to see how they're going to handle um, the dynamic of her and James and her and Marnie and just seeing where all this goes. The actress is playing a phenomenal job. The way they've got her in jail and looking like in jail and doing all that. Like I'm really, really excited for where these things go. The one thing that did make me go, huh, is the fact that Romeo took Marnie on a vacation to get her mind off of things. I wanted Romeo there to react. I just go ahead and blame COVID. Like, that's my go-to for everything. It's just, oh, it's COVID. Whatever. (laughs) Like, I agree. And had this been a normal year, like, I think my standards would be higher. But right now, I'm like, eh, well, we'll just blame the Rona. (laughs) You know? Like, either... It, it just it it was very weird and jarring that they neither of them were there, but at least they acknowledged it. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, no, she's not here because insert reason. But it's better than not mentioning it at all and us be like, well, this is a glaring omission. True. So, what else, or is there anything else you want to discuss for Hollyoaks? Uh- just a general thing. How are you handling, like, how are you feeling about 
post-COVID Hollyoaks. Are you noticing the distance? Are you missing the intimacy? Because I feel not like really um, the distance. It depends on the story, and it depends on the perspective and the episode. So if I get taken out of the story, or I don't care, or I just get you know bored. Um, that's when I notice it. Then, because I'm looking for something, right? I'm just like, all right, Tony's talking to Diane and Verity about Edward. Here we go. Notice how they're all, you know, six feet apart and they're all spaced out and they're all doing this. Or the way that they got the camera is they're cutting between shots to make them look like they're, cl- you know, like it's little things. Like I'm, no- I notice at those points, but. Overall, it doesn't bother me. Like, it's not something like on the American Express when I'm like, you guys are clearly a mile away from everybody, and it's weird and disjointed, and I just I don't like it. It's it's something where you can tell COVID's obviously still affecting the, the production of the show, but they're handling it as well as they can. And exactly. I'm it, and I, it's fine. The I'd one thing I will say, though, I'm missing hugs. Like there are moments like when Mercedes lost the baby or when um, Liberty was facing down Nico. Like there are moments that scream for hugs and, um, and you know, you know, touches of comfort that you just can't get because of COVID. And that's, that's what I'm missing the most. I think. Agreed. I, I do I see when you said intimacy, like I'm thinking just like love scenes, but there's different types of intimacy. And I think that that's a really good point because there would be more Nancy would be holding on to Charlie or, you know, Marnie, Juliet or any, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like there's so many different options and elements and ways they could go that they're not because of that. And I, that is a good point to make. And that it, 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 it it's jarring to me in a sense that, oh, well, it was very clearly a hug would go here and it's not. And I miss it and I need it. So just wear your damn mask, people. Just wear <laughs> your damn mask. All, Please. All Get vaccinated. Jesus. All right. So very cool. Anything else? Um, No, that's about it. Awesome. Well, with that then, hey. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Tony Ann, for joining me today. I Anytime. Had fun. You can follow Tony Ann at XO, Tony Roney XO, where she posts a lot about days of our lives and a lot about Hollyoaks, but a lot of primetime shows as well. Um, she is going to be. Are you guys doing a Batwoman podcast? Yes, for two? we will be doing Batwoman TV talk again when the second season kicks off. In a couple of weeks. Nice. Well, we will all stay tuned for that. You can follow me at Take Media and at SoapWikiJohn, where I talk about literally everything ever. And <laughs> we will see you again soon. Until Bye, next everybody. time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.